Welcome to the On The Money Podcast with John Manike. Bratums, how's it? I'm all right in yourself, John. I'm well, I'm well, thanks, man. You've got some very, very interesting perspectives. And I think uh, for somebody watching this, I promise you, they will not regret this. <laughs> well, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope that I can share something with my experience and what I've gone through that can hopefully help somebody. And if not help, just give them some sort of perspective. Yeah. You know? Walk us through your, your family background, where you were mm. brought up and, and, okay. and your family values and all that. Yeah. So I was born in Mamilodi. I always said I'm a totally Pretoria guy. I was yeah. born in Mamilodi. Mm. Then at a very early age, I moved to Harangua, lived mm. there for a while. Then we moved to Soshanguve, lived there for a while. And in between Mamilodi, Soshanguve, Mabopani, Etridgeville, family spread out. So I grew up in that part of the world. Both my parents are from Mamilodi. So when people ask me, like, where are you from? I'm like, Mamilodi. And they always want to know where? what province yeah I, and i'm like no that's my grandparents are from there my parents are from there my parents come from a very humble background all my maternal grandparents were basically uh people who worked in other people's houses so they were either someone's maid someone's gardener cleaner that sort of thing yeah. and my father from a very early age was one of those self-made people like i'm talking before he was even 10 years old he was mm. already working and putting himself through school and putting his siblings through school mm. and he realized that the only way he could get out of this poverty was through education okay. he met my mom when he was in his latish 20s mm. and she was quite young herself just around about matric and and she was very very intelligent and her dream was to become a doctor mm. and he put her through medical school and they just built each other you know there were just two people who who saw a long-term vision and worked towards it they basically rescued us out mm. of that poverty situation mm. and then from there it was just a matter of being very wise with their money growing up my parents were the kind of people who were more about investment first of all in education so they invested in my education as well at a time when there were no Model C schools. You know, yeah. the only option growing up was either I went to school in Harangua at a Bantu school, <laughs> or I went to a very expensive private school. Mm. And fortunately, from a very early age, they chose to send me to a very expensive private school that I don't even know how they could afford it. Because mm. when I look at the fees now, I'm like, I don't know if I could afford it. Mm. <laughs> but mm. that really changed the trajectory of my life. Yeah. I discovered that I had a talent mm. from a very early age, from being in a place like that, mm. which was to perform. Mm. So it's those little things where you realize, put your money to work mm. and make it work for you in any way that you can. There's no one formula, but the most important thing is whatever you earn, whatever you have, mm. put it to work and it will work for you. Yeah. You started in theater though. Yes. Is there a difference between theater and acting for television? Most definitely. Mm. So I'll tell you an interesting story. The mm. reason why I ended up getting a BA in drama mm. was I came out of school and I knew that I wanted to be entertainment. Either I was going to be a musician or I was going to be in television, film, theater, that sort of thing. And my parents said to me, there's no way you're gonna do any of those things without studying for it first. So yeah. I knew I was probably going to have to get a degree in music or a degree in mm. drama. And the deal was, look, we'll pay for your education, but you have to get educated. Then you can do whatever you like. Mm. At first, they really were more keen on me doing, I suppose, uh, the more uh, orthodox type of career paths like becoming a lawyer or doctor or accountant or something like that. Also, I think it's because the background of everyone we knew mm. who was successful at the time mm. was somebody who had studied one of, or, or being a professional in one of those fields. Mm. 
I kind of convinced them that if I find my own bursary to go to varsity, then I can study whatever I want. And yeah. I did that by working for uh, IBM. Yeah. My, my dad used to work for IBM. So I got in somehow and I worked for them for about a year after yeah. school. Yeah. Through that, I kind of convinced my employers there that they need to give me a bursary to study drama. Yeah. Maybe I'll come back and work in their marketing team. And that's how I got my university <coughs> education. But to answer your question, yeah. there is a very big difference between doing theater mm. and doing film. Okay. So you're a guy who wear many hats. Yeah. You are an actor, a voice artist, you are an MC, you know, motivational speaker. Wow. Yeah. How do you juggle all this? I mean, for me, that's a classic example of mm. multiple streams of income. How do you juggle all of that? In our industry, it's very easy to sit back and wait for someone like your agent or somebody to give you a call and give you a job. Mm. But if you're not proactive, you're always going to struggle. Uh -huh. So by being proactive is by taking all your talents uh -huh. and using them to their full capacity. You know, I studied for this thing. Uh -huh. I should be able, because I did theater, to MC, because uh -huh. that's an aspect of doing something live, uh -huh. doing something on the fly, having a script, and then <clears throat> being able to improvise around the script. Uh -huh. I should be good at being a voice artist, because uh -huh. we had voice uh -huh. at Varsity, uh -huh. you know? I should be good at conceptualizing a script, being a producer, because that's also what I studied. Uh -huh. I should be good at writing, because I did African literature and uh -huh. things like that. Uh -huh. So w if I should be good at these things, I can only do find out if I really am by testing them, yeah. by doing them. Sometimes we fail, uh, sometimes it takes a little longer to realize the things that we want, but ultimately one must try. Mm -hmm. So I always just thought, I'm just gonna try everything, man. And if I do well, if I succeed, that's great. If I fail, well, it wasn't meant for me. Yeah. And, and that's how I do things, because I do definitely believe mm -hmm. that one can't rely on one thing. I have to try and do everything based on what I think I'm good at. There was a time where COVID affected a lot of people financially. Yeah. How did you overcome that? The one thing I realized was, if I can't go somewhere and work, <clears throat> how can I work from where I am? Mm -hmm. And I realized that one, will always need marketing, even yeah. during COVID. We needed yeah. to send messages out about COVID. So as a voice artist, I could work from home. Yeah. And that's how we got by. I was still doing a lot of recordings for COVID messaging, either government COVID messaging or private sector. Yeah. And we were still advertising and marketing. They needed my voice and that's exactly what I did. Yeah. The other thing that I realized was, you know, I can write this and that. I can do a few yeah. things. I can send scripts out for yeah. uh, commercials. <clears throat> I can still do proposals. I can do so many other things that don't require yeah. me to go anywhere. You graced our TV screens for many years. What were some of your top achievements and, and maybe some of the top highlights in your yeah. career? Yeah, Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, some of my, my top achievements and, and, and I'd say highlights mm. was being able to take what I do and make it a global thing. One of my greatest highlights was being able to go to the Golden Globe Awards in 2005. I was in Los Angeles at the time doing a screen test for a movie called Catch a Fire that came out about two years later. Mm. And the director who had asked me to come out there was Philip Noyce. And he invited me out to LA and, and there I was, you know, and he said, let's go out to the Golden Globe Awards. We were there. Getting to see real Hollywood mm -hmm. for me was an achievement <coughs> because Hollywood, you think of it as this amazing place that you go to and all your dreams come true. But I think more than anything, I realize it's a state of mind. Mm -hmm. It's just a couple of really brilliant people who have come together and collaborated. Uh. Some are directors, some are writers, some are producers, some are actors. Uh. 
and some are obviously in the crew and they're all great at what they do but they've come together and said we're going to make an agreement maybe it's not even a written agreement but we're all going to work together mm. for each other and mm. try to do something amazing and that's something that i learned and i thought when i come back home that's something that i'd like to really instill in in us in our industry mm. that it's not a matter of are we good enough or not we definitely are mm. it's a matter of can we collaborate enough mm. can we try and create something together that might be for the greater good even if right now it might not benefit us immediately mm. and i think that's how all civilizations are built right you have to be able to collaborate with one another mm. you have to be able to say i'm going to give up my wants and needs for now mm. for something that's going to come in the future and be of greater good yeah as they say about life sometimes it throws you curveballs yeah so life has not always been that smooth i mean you've had some unfortunate situations you went yeah. through a dramatic divorce mm -hmm. walk us through some of the lowest points in your life and how you dealt with that oh life is about <clears throat> being able to take the good and the bad maturity is realizing that not everything is going to be rosy yeah. but even when bad things happen it's a good thing yeah. and it's not a good thing at the time it's always a good thing later i didn't just go through one yeah. dramatic divorce i went through two sure. <laughs> and both times i pretty much felt like i lost everything yeah. in my second divorce i even ended up going to live back home with my yeah. mom and dad you know yeah. at 41 years of age but what i learned about something like that that was so important for me that i couldn't have learned any other way i, I think was that money is not something that defines me. Uh. Money is just something that I use as a tool. Because my biggest fear before that was what if I lose it all? What if I end up living uh. at my parents' house again? Uh. And what I realized was a lot of the things that we're chasing are material things that are about what other people think of us. Uh. And usually not people who like us, uh. but just I want people to think that I'm rich without actually being rich whatever that means, or being financially successful. So the decisions that we make are defined by how do I look when I buy this car uh -huh. that is going to be very expensive when I buy it up front, but that's going to depreciate terribly. Uh -huh. So by the time I bring it back in a couple of years' time, and I say, how much are you going to give me for this? They say, you've lost a couple of million on it. Uh -huh. By the clothes that I wear. Now, I don't care how expensive an item of clothing is. In five years' time, it's probably going to be out of style. Yeah. It's probably not going to be in a position where you can wear it out. So yeah. why spend that much money on something that is not going to actually appreciate? Yeah. And a lot of what we're doing now, especially I'd say young black people, is what brand of alcohol do we yeah. drink? And we're defined by something so silly because you go out one night and you spend tens of thousands yeah. on something that you're literally going to excrete in the morning yeah. and yet you're not building legacy you're not building a future for yourself but when you lose all that when yeah. you lose the ability yeah. to get financing for a car when you you no longer have the money to buy the most in brand you realize that money and what you think people think about you is not whatever should define you yeah. and i'd like to say this because a lot of young men especially when they lose everything financially. They commit suicide because uh -huh. they think, I'm done. No, you're not. Your money's done. Uh -huh. But you can come back. You just have to make different decisions. Uh -huh. And once you let go of the sense of people must think that I'm rich because uh -huh. of what they see, then you start making better financial decisions. You start realizing it's important to have life cover because uh -huh. when you die, you don't want your children uh -huh. to be left with your debt. So there's three ways of becoming wealthy. One is to make money from your job. Yeah. This is bottom level. This is the basic stuff. Yeah. Whatever you make from your job will never really make you rich. Yeah. But you can use that money 
to one, first of all, cover your bases. Mm. I say, protect your money. Mm. A lot of people are driving expensive cars that haven't even insured them. A lot mm. of people have expensive phones that haven't even insured them. So when the phone falls and breaks, you literally lost 20,000 rands. Mm. Insurance is very important because you are making sure that what you have, you can keep. Mm. Then the third layer, the one that's the ultimate layer, is now when you take your disposable income. And instead of going and buying a 10,000 rand bottle of, I don't know, champagne mm. or whiskey, take that money and put it away. I don't care where you put it because, you know, sometimes we get caught up in what type of investment vehicle. Yeah. Am I buying uh, shares? Mm. Uh, am I investing in a business? Am I putting it in savings? I'm saying that doesn't even matter. I just put it away. Don't mm. even think about it mm. because that is disposable income. That's money you don't need. Mm. You've already paid for the basics, your bond or your rent, your car, your living expenses. You've protected it by getting insurance. Yeah. And now the extra stuff, put as much of it away as you possibly can. Mm. And the little that you have after that, now that's the money you can splash out. Yeah. Once you've done that, you'll mm. find that in time, you will have the financial security that mm. you need to leave something behind for your children yeah. and for yourself when you get older. Are you sure you're not a part-time financial advisor? <laughs> <laughs> it's lessons that I've learned, mm. I think, the hard way that I'm hoping that I can impart to people that they yeah. don't have to go through what I went through. Yeah. Because funny enough, these are the lessons that I grew up with. These are the basic lessons that my parents mm. taught me. But sometimes when we grow up and we see our parents doing this, we think, ah, mm. they're so boring, man. Yeah. You know, They're mm. not exciting. My father was never a very flashy person. He never bought the most expensive car. He just mm. bought the car that he can afford after he's done the basic things. My mm. mom, same thing. But what I've learned is as they got older, mm. they have stuff. I don't have to pay what we call black tax. Yeah. I don't have to buy my mother and father a house now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry that as they're getting older, I have to like send them money every month yeah. because they did the right thing. And mm. they are still the ones who, when we need money or when I'm like, oh, mom, you know, I, I'd like to invest in this. Can you help me? I'm, I'm doing this movie. And mm. she's like, sure, I can loan you some money. And mm. isn't that what we want for our children? That's true. That I can live my dream or my children can live their dreams. And they say, I want to start this business. And I can say, here's a million bucks. Yeah. Go start it. Mm. If you bring it back, that's great. If you don't, that's mm. also fine. Yeah. There was a time you were going through some serious challenges, particularly, I think, in one of your divorces, mm. where you went public that they actually had to rely on alcohol, yeah. uh, I guess, I think, drugs at yeah. some point as a coping mechanism. How did you overcome that? I think the first thing one has to realize is I am using substances mm. to mask the pain that I'm going through. Mm. Put them aside for a second and say, okay, shower me, because it's a shower of pain. Let me mm. just go through it. Because the thing that I think modern society has done to us is we think of pain as such a bad thing that we don't want to feel it at all. Mm. But if you don't go through the pain, you can't get to the other side mm. and feel the joy as well. What a lot of people don't realize is, is when you're masking the pain with substances, you actually end up isolating yourself. Because mm. let's be honest, you can't do drugs at a family <clears throat> event, right? You can't like drink until you fall over. Mm. So you end up then not going to the family events. You always just want to be by yourself. Mm. But mm. you're in a place where you're isolated and you're probably not going to heal. And mm. the only way to really heal is to be with those people mm. that are with you, that love you. And you realize that actually the life that is important is around people mm. you know when you build life around people and actually i don't need this stuff yeah and that's what i realized i yeah. don't actually need this stuff yeah 
because I don't have to mask my pain. I can be in pain and then people can give me what I really need, which yeah. is love, affection. Yeah. And over time, you overcome and you look back and you go, wow, that, yeah. was, that was wild and uh -huh. a little bit crazy. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it was really good because now I can talk to you about yeah. it and hopefully someone who's listening right now, I can yeah. say, hey, you know what? You don't need that stuff, put yeah. it down. So the alcohol, the drugs, how was this affecting your bank balance? Oh, wow. That is always going to affect your bank balance. <laughs> it is, uh, look, you're taking all that disposable. So the three things yeah. that you've spoken about, and I'd just yeah. like to say, is I want to talk to some men out there, especially yeah. some young men. There are three things that are definitely going to put you in the dust when it comes to your finances. Mm. Alcohol, drugs, women, mm. right? None of these mm. are compatible. And, and we're not saying women are bad. Future. We're just saying... I'm saying womanizing. Let's oh, yeah. call it okay. that. I think it's safer there. Someone once said... Uh, I spent my money on wine, women, and song, and the rest I wasted. <laughs> so when I say women, I, I don't mean like mm. uh, being in a relationship with a woman. Mm. That's probably the best thing you can do. In mm. fact, to really put it into perspective, I say to any young man out there, find a great woman and let her handle the finances. Mm. You'll probably find if that. If she's good with finances. If she's good with finances, <laughs> yeah. That's why I said find, first, yeah. the caveat is find a good woman. Uh -huh. uh, and then you'll find that you'll do well. But mm. if you're going to be out there womanizing, doing drugs, uh, spending money on alcohol, you're mm. definitely going to be broke. Mm. And the reason for that is that it always brings other things. <clears throat> you find that you end up now having a group of people that you go out with that are always telling you to make bad decisions but you cut out those three things mm. and you'll find that you're either in a group of people that are helping you make better decisions mm. or you're just by yourself mm. literally seeing that you can make better decisions when it comes to your money yeah. because those things are things that you consume they bring nothing back in return so you're spending 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 and it's going 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 it's literally like taking your money mm. and using it to start a fire for a bride yeah it never comes back to you and it's always wasted because the following morning you're like well, what was the point of that mm. you know you, you said something profound earlier on that money or material stuff doesn't define you so what is your definition of success my definition of success is doing something that you love every single day and doing it well mm. you know there are a lot of schemes out there that say do you hate your job mm. come and spend money on this and in two years you can be retired and then you have all these videos of people saying you know i hated my job and at 30 i was retired retired to do what yeah. you're just gonna sit at home or yeah. are you gonna be on the beach drinking uh, cocktails mm. with umbrellas every day <laughs> that's not real life that's just something that you mm. do after you've worked hard yeah. right so I say success for me is, is waking up every day and yeah. just being joyful that I'm going yeah. to do something that I love because yeah. I have to do something. Yeah. That's number one. That's the first tier of success. Yeah. The next tier of success is whatever that I do that I love actually is able to pay me yeah. the money that is going to give me the lifestyle that I want. Yeah. And then the third tier of success for me is the money that I have, I'm able to use it to do things for the people I love, my family. I can do things for them that are amazing. I can send them to great schools. Mm. I can give them experiences because part of wealth is actually great experiences, right? I can send them on great trips overseas so that they can see the world and realize that the country they live in, South Africa, is an amazing place. Because mm. a lot of the times we don't realize how amazing this country is until we go to these other places that we think of as amazing. And then I can spend it on building a legacy that mm. when they get to an age where they want to do something for themselves, 
they don't necessarily always have to go and borrow from someone. Hmm. If they want to go to varsity, they don't have to worry about, I don't have time to spend four years at university just hmm. studying my passion. Hmm. And maybe I have to study something that is not my passion so that I can pay the bills. I want them to have the kind of legacy that one day they don't have to worry about acquiring certain assets. They start with that in their life because they have to know how important it is to work, but that work also is not something that you do because that defines you. So you went through two divorces. Yeah. Do you still believe in that? Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm married again, by the way. So oh. I definitely do, right? I think that love is the most amazing of all human expressions. Huh. Everything else is empty without love. Like anybody who's ever achieved anything, the people who live on the highest floor of some of these penthouses, huh. they can tell you that if they're just living there all by themselves without any love, huh. it's the worst and most empty experience they could ever have. Huh. Finding the right person in your life and creating a fantastic partnership is the greatest wealth that huh. you can acquire huh. because everything else works. Huh. You said something about, you know, when you're going through a divorce and you are fighting for these assets because they yeah. define you, you end up being the loser. But you also said something very profound that marriage is not about gaining, but it's about losing. I think a lot of people go through a divorce and they think, I just want to save as much as I can. I want to hold on to as much as I can. Mm. And, you know, going through a divorce means lawyers are going to be involved. And as mm. soon as you have that attitude... The only people that are going to win are the lawyers. Mm. Both of you are going to lose everything. So it's sometimes better to just say, take what you want. And even if I'm left with nothing, I'll gain it back. Mm. But at least I won't be in the red. Mm. Marriage, mm. in its truest sense, is about losing yourself. Mm. Losing what you prefer, what mm. you like, what you want. Mm. And also giving your life to, to someone else. Mm. To something that is greater than yourself, which is this marriage. Mm. Right? It's two people who come and they build this marriage. Mm. So all the stuff that won't work for this marriage, I got to leave it out there. That's what I'm going to have to lose. Mm. I'm probably going to have to lose some friends. Mm. I might have to lose some family members that are not going to make this marriage work. And I might have to lose some ideas about life, mm. some principles that I'm holding on to mm. that definitely won't make this work. And mm. once you are not afraid of losing that and you're about, I'm here to build, beautiful things happen. Mm. But when two people are in there going, I'm here to get something. Mm. I, I, you know, I'm here to get money or get this person's name or, or just whatever it is that I can take, this thing mm. is definitely going to break and you're going to mm. lose everything. Mm. I think it's powerful there because what I'm also hearing from what you're saying is that as you lose yourself to someone by giving, mm. you're actually gaining. I mean, you know, definitely. sometimes we think losing is losing, but losing could be gaining because you're investing in somebody. And if you were to give advice to young people who want to get into your industry when it comes to issues of money. I mean, I said to you earlier on offline that, mm. you know, in your career as actors, you don't necessarily have a normal retirement age. I mean, you can be acting at the age of 110, yeah, you know, as right. a grand-grand-grand-grand-grandfather, yeah. you know, but still a gig. Mm. How should you handle money? And how should you prepare for the moments in your life where you are starting to wind down? I think the biggest thing is don't get caught up in the social media lies. Mm. You don't have to be the person who's pretending to have money because the thing about fame in this country doesn't always bring fortune. Mm. And that's okay. It brings enough money mm. as a career for you to do amazing things mm. in terms of investments and that sort of thing and to build something. Mm. Always diversify. Mm. Don't just be an actor. 
try and do much more than that. We've seen examples of people out there doing amazing things. I look at someone like Floyd Mayweather, who mm. was a fantastic boxer. And he realized that don't just be a boxer. Mm. Why not also be a promoter? Mm. And that's how Floyd Mayweather became the richest boxer to have ever walked this earth. Yeah. So always think outside of what I do and think of how do I make what I do bigger than me? How yeah. do I make it work for me? Mm. And then from there, don't worry about what other people think, mm. how much you have mm. because of your consumerism and materialism. Mm. Worry about what you really have. Consolidate what you really have. Even something like medical aid is mm. so important and a lot of actors don't even spend money on that. Mm. So now when you get sick, you can't even go to a good doctor. Mm. You can't go to a good pharmacist and get the medication that you need. So your, your process of getting back to work is longer. And yeah. it's just the basics. Yeah. This is the basic, basic. Mm. You're buying an expensive phone or a laptop just to impress someone. No, buy an expensive phone or a laptop because it will help you in your work. And then when you're making all that money, make sure that you're investing. Ah, thank you so much. We really appreciate uh, you joining us. Thank sure. you so much. Sure, sure, John. Subscribe to the Old Mutual On The Money YouTube channel and become a master with your finances. Old Mutual, do great things every day. Old Mutual Life Assurance Company, SA Limited, is a licensed FSP and life insurer.